Okay, well, then there's door number three, Nick. And that is trading up in the first round of the draft to take whoever you think is the best receiver in the draft class. Potential options include Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, Quentin Johnson from TCU, and Jordan Addison hailing from USC. Do we like any of these? You know, it's kind of weird picking at 31 because you're never going to be in a position to get one of those premier guys, even though there are uh, plenty of success stories from the second and third round. Like, you don't have to go back very far. We all know at this point that the Chiefs passed on DK Metcalf, right? Like, Terry McLaurin was around there. Um, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel. There are plenty of guys to be taken in the second or third round. Uh, Deontay Johnson, that go on to have pro bowl or all pro careers at receiver. But if you're talking about banking on it, if you're talking about, Hey, we're not going to be able to get one of these free agent receivers. We're going to have to go draft one. Then you put yourself in a position where you can't afford to wait to the 31st pick or later to go after wide receiver. Like you did last year with sky Moore. The problem is this is not the strongest receiver class. Like you just mentioned three guys. I mean, the, like Quentin Johnson is probably projected to be the, the first selected out of that list, but that's not a lock. Maybe he'll go, you know, 12th to or 11th or 12th to the Texans or 15th to the Commanders, but there is not that surefire can't miss wide receiver prospect. And even if there was, there's no such thing. Like we see guys get drafted all the time in the first round that don't end up panning out. If you were to make me pick of those three, I would probably choose Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. He only played 60 snaps last year. That's a little bit concerning. But you got two guys who were rookies in the NFL last year, Chris Olave for the Saints and Garrett Wilson for the Jets, both of whom played with Smith and Jigba at Ohio State, both of whom had incredible rookie seasons last year. And they both say that JSN was the most talented receiver on the team when they played. They were like, yeah, he's better than all of us. So that's pretty exciting, right? He's not a burner. He's not somebody like Tyreek Hill, but you know what he is? He's six foot, six foot one, and he tested the best agility times of anybody at the wide receiver position at the combine this year. He's a great route runner. That means he's going to get open. Like, I don't need you to be Tyreek Hill. I, the Chiefs are never going to draft a Tyreek Hill replacement. All you need to do is get open. You have the best quarterback in the NFL and the best play caller in the NFL. They are going to find ways to scheme you open. If you can catch the ball and turn up field, I think you're going to find a role in this offense. He really excites me. Like, I like this kid a lot. The question becomes, is there any such thing as a wide receiver prospect who's never played a snap in the NFL that is worth banking on as opposed to the sure thing? It's like, if I gave you two options, Kayla, and I said, in this hand, I'll give you the sure thing. I'll give you a guy who's got a track record of a ton of success. Let's say it's DeAndre Hopkins. The pros are, you know he's good. Mm -hmm. You know he's great. The cons are, he's 31. He's expensive. And he's missed significant time with a significant knee injury over the last two years. The flip side is, Door two, I give you wide receiver prospect X. Let's call him Jackson Smith and Jigba. The pros are he is dirt cheap and he is super young. The cons are he has never played a single down in the NFL. And guess what? He might suck. 
He might not be an NFL player. It happens to every single team. So which door are you taking if you're the Chiefs? They both have pros. They both have cons. Yeah. You just won a Super Bowl. Where are you going? I mean, if it's me, based on what we saw last season with Sky Moore, I'm taking DeAndre Hopkins. Don't, like, yeah, yes. Like, I, I like that we drafted him. I think he's going to improve leaps and bounds this upcoming season. But we can't, like, we didn't bring him into bank on him this year. We brought him yeah. in to kind of bring him up. I I want someone that's got a proven track record. The injuries do scare me a little bit, but I want someone to come in and be the juju that we had this season. You think the risk of the injuries and the age is less than the risk of just like the unknown of yeah, yes. being a college player. Yes. That's where I'm at. Where are you at? What would you do? Well, I think I think that is that is the higher floor. DeAndre Hopkins. Worst case scenario, he's just a little bit older and not quite as productive, but there's no chance DeAndre Hopkins would come in and just fail in Kansas City, right? There's no chance that you bring him in and he's healthy right. all year. We kind of have to remove health from this because the health thing, I don't want to completely ignore it, but to me, it's kind of like a cop-out to giving a real answer because I could just do that with any player. Well, and we're we're talking about something that could not happen. Right. So Maybe like I, I can say happen. that with any player. I could say, what if Patrick Mahomes head falls off tomorrow? It's like, well, he's probably not going to have a great season. Like, so let's not, I don't like doing the injury conversation unless it's a guy that just misses time every single year with injuries. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, this guy can't get on the field. So it's a little bit different with Deandre. It's like, n there's no chance. He's just going to suck. He may not be right. great, but the flip side is he may, he may just be okay at a really, really high price tag that may not hit you too much this year. Well, next year, he's the same guy and he's expensive again. And now all of a sudden you're trying to re-sign Chris Jones and Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and Nick Bolton. Then things get a little bit more difficult. The other side of it is I can't let what happened with Sky Moore scare me off from ever drafting a wide receiver again. Like really? if you're a if you're a GM, you kind of got to have a short memory and say, hey, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. I'm going to miss on some prospects, but like stay the course. We got to keep evaluating guys. We got to keep going after the dudes we think are going to fit in this team. Just because we missed on a guy last year doesn't mean that we just can't scout wide receivers and we should never draft one again. And the other side of it is, what if Sky Moore's great this year? You know, what if Sky Moore takes a huge leap in I'm year two? I'm hoping he will be. Me too. And honestly, Kayla, I'm not even just like being a homer. I, I, I think he could, like, I think Sky Moore could have a really big sophomore year. That may not mean, you know, 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns, but it wouldn't shock me if he goes for, if he's like the number one wide receiver on this team, if he goes for 800 yards and six touchdowns, like really Andy, number Reed's, one. Andy Reed's offense is not, designed for a novice wide receiver. There's a reason why it's, you know, like there's a reason why he's the best. There's a reason why he's the best play caller in the NFL because he thinks of stuff that only he can think of. If it were easy, then everyone would do it, which means for a 21 year old kid coming out of college, it's a lot. It's a lot for him to learn. 
And I'm sure a lot of these rookie receivers' heads are spinning in year one. They're like, wait, what? I'm lining up here. Wait, there's misdirection here. Now I'm supposed to be doing this. And if you can't learn it all right away, Andy Reid's going to say, okay, you just go over to the sideline. You just watch. Just watch. <laughs> I mean, seriously, just watch. We're going to put guys out there that know the plays. You can learn this year. But I'm not going to sacrifice the rest of the team's ability to thrive just so like you can get acclimated. It would not shock me after a full, a full offseason. If this guy wants to work, right? I don't know. I have no reason to think he doesn't, but that's the big caveat here. Do you want to work? Do you want to be great? Are you going to put in all the extra time, all the optional time? Are you going to fly down and work out with Pat? Are you going to you know, spend all offseason honing your craft? If so, you have the skills. There's no question. Like Sky Moore has the skills. Can you put in the work now? Can you have that learning curve from year one to year two where all of a sudden you're ready to be a premier playmaker? Because the offense is there for you. The quarterback's there for you. The head coach is there for you. You got a lot of reasons to succeed. Like it would not shock me if we see a big leap from him next year. I would love nothing more. I, I, I honestly, like no pun. I, that is my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite of these doors. Door four, Sky Moore just taking a massive leap in year two. That's my favorite one. Let's go. <clears throat> With all of this said, do you think we make a move at wide receiver before the draft? Yes. Oh. I mean, the draft is a little over a month away, I would be shocked if they go into the draft with three receivers. Now, maybe they go after a less splashy name, right? Maybe they mm -hmm. go get Elijah Moore is a name that's being tossed out there from the New York Jets. Maybe there's uh, some surprise trade of a guy who's like the second or third receiver. There's not a lot of chatter right now, and there's not a lot of other big names out there, but they're going to do something. Like they're, they're likely going to have six receivers on the roster heading into the next year. So I would be pretty surprised if they don't address that in the immediate future. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Do it for us today. Spit it out, Kayla. Uh, quick story time, Nick, before we go. We had a Kings game on Saturday night, and Eric Stone Street was there. And wow. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to go say hi to my fellow Chiefs enthusiast. So I went up to him after the game, high-fived him. Um, He's great. I was like, Eric, I'm a Chiefs fan. I was so caught up in the moment. I didn't even introduce myself like an idiot. <laughs> um, I go, fellow Chiefs fan. And he asked where I was from. I go, I'm from Missouri. I went to Mizzou. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. And he told his, is it his fiance? Are they married? I don't know. She's a doll. Fair Love enough. her. He seems anyway, like everybody I've known he, says he's the nicest dude of all time. Literally could not have been nicer. I felt like we were buddies just because we share, you know, the common bond of Chiefs kingdom. Um, and yeah, we high-fived. Went on our way. I said, good luck to your Wildcats. And that was that. But we need to get him on the podcast. What? Well, did you get his digits at least? No. <laughs> and you didn't even introduce yourself. Kayla. I didn't even say my name. I tagged him in my story. I tagged him in my story. We're on his radar. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll put it out there and see what comes back. Okay. There we go. I'll help you effort it uh, however I can. Great. What a great first guess that would be. Oh, man. That would be electric. <laughs> we're putting it out hopefully it comes back okay we need you, eric we need you he is nick Schwer. i'm kayla canaram this is it's always game day in kansas city and we will be back with you all later this week have a good one